On today's show, we share tips for investing for retirement, offer strategies to help prevent you from running out of money in retirement, and walk you through relatable retirement planning scenarios. Don't want to miss it. Welcome in to Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben Koval and Matt Leibarker. Welcome on into the show. This is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. And here to help you take charge of your money is Ben Koval and Matt Lieberger. I want to thank you for joining us Saturday morning, 97.3 Cairo News Radio. A little bit about Ben and Matt. They are both fiduciaries, which by law have to have the best interest of their clients. Got a great show all uh, lined up today. We're going to talk about legendary investor Warren Buffett in just a minute, but let's say hi to the guys. Ben, Matt, how are we doing today? Doing great, Gary. Doing good, Gary. How are you doing? Good. You know, legendary investor Warren Buffett, he has a few rules for investing and he swears by. Yeah, I think he's done okay, you know, just uh, just okay. Uh, there are many different lessons we can learn from one of the most foremost authorities and trailblazers in the financial world. So today we're going to tune in to Warren's wisdom and see how these lessons can be applied to your retirement planning. All right, guys, we've got a bunch of clips for you. I'll play the first one. I'll get your comments on the other side. You've got to be prepared when you buy a stock and have it go down 50% or more and be comfortable with it as long as you're comfortable with the holding. If you're going to... If you're going to look at the price of the stock and think that you have to act because it's doing this or that, or somebody else tells you, well, I mean, you know, how can you stay with that when something else is going up or anything? You really, you've got to be in the right psychological position. And frankly, some people are not really careful. Some people are more subject to fear than, than others. All right. The psychology of money, investing in fear, are the themes that we covered this short clip with uh, Mr. Buffett at Berkshire Hathaway, of course. A lot to unpack. What do you guys think about this? Yeah, I mean, the two biggest issues people run into in the stock market is fear and greed. You know, fear will will have you make weird decisions in terms of your stock, and greed will keep you in when, you know, you need to start dialing back the risk side of things. Uh, but this is key to retirement planning, is when you start investing into stocks, something that's volatile, you got to have a time horizon in place. If you're thinking, I'm going to put my money into you know, Tesla stock, and I'm going to use that as my income source in retirement for the first five years, your feast or famine, you're going to either do really, really well or really, really poorly. And when you get retired, a lot of times, the first part of retirement is going to be the most active, you're going to want to be doing things. So you don't want to have fluctuating volatility to income based on stock market prices in that short term. So it's absolutely on the nose as, as long as you have your stock mindset as 15, 20 year horizons, then it's fine. It's going to drop. It's going to increase, and it'll compound higher by the end of the day. So, absolutely, it's a very disciplined um, thing to do, though, right? I mean, you don't want to overreact on things, in which we you guys see every day. Well, the the difficult thing is that a lot of times we see junk drawers of investments. I know we've talked about this in the past, mm-hmm. but there's a, a bunch of you know bits and pieces. We got this stock. We had this. Uh, you know, award of Microsoft stock when you were employed there, whatever the case is. So you have a combination of a hundred different investments, but they don't they they don't cohesively create a plan. And so when you don't have that cohesive plan, then you start to look at your investments as to what that in individual investment's doing for you, as opposed to how your overall asset base is providing your retirement. So yeah, it's very common, uh, but. It's also the nature of investing earlier. When you're in your 20s, 30s, you're investing for that long run. And then a lot of times clients think, oh, I'll just keep doing that into retirement. Well, if you're very, very wealthy, you absolutely can. <laughs> if you're if you're Jimmy and you've got a billion dollars, yeah. then fine. You're probably not spending $100 million a year, so you'll be able to make it. But if you're looking at 
you know, a tighter budget, a, a tighter income, you got to be able to use your assets in a more appropriate way and look at these time horizons. Yeah, I think you said it best, you know, a drawer full of statements is, is not a plan. You need to get that comprehensive plan. We'll talk about that in just a couple of minutes. Uh, all right. So here is the second clip from uh, uh, Warren Buffett. Um, short and sweet. Here we go. The only reason for making an investment and laying out money now is to get more money later on, right? That's that's what investing is all about. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's mm -hmm. it. Pretty much to the point there, right, guys? Yeah, yeah. I mean that. I mean that is really the reason why we're investing. There's, you know, it's, I mean, it really is twofold. Number one, we want to make money in, in the future. That that's just first and foremost at the top of the list, you know. And at the same time, too, the other reason for particular, you know, particular investments I look at is is risk. Like, how how soon do you need that money? So we want to make money. We also have timelines. So Ben was just talking about uh, time horizons. So, uh, yeah, set out your time horizons. Figure out the risk uh, tolerance that we have for those time horizons, and and let's figure out a way to make money. And this is why it's so important as well. We talk about every week to come at it with an independent mindset. Uh, don't have your mindset on a single investment. Have an independent mindset that can look at anything out there. Sometimes at the end of the day, if you have four different investments and they all match your time horizons and they all look uh, at you know really conservative estimated returns that will get you to where you want to be in your plan then pick the one that pays the most and it doesn't matter who's offering it because if you don't have a pony in the show you can really shop around and, and pick the best uh, item but yeah Warren's 100 right we're out here making money that, that's the goal for yeah, tomorrow absolutely 877-249-6900 877-249-6900 pick up the phone punch in those numbers all right the show is sound path through retirement i'm gary nolan your consumer advocate going over some clips from the legendary investor warren buffett all right here's our next clip probably uh one of his most famous the first rule on investment is don't lose and the second rule on investment is don't forget the first rule, and that's all the rules there are. I mean, that uh, if you buy things for far below what they're worth, and you buy a group of them, you basically don't lose money. Yeah, I mean, he makes it sound so simple, but I mean, it's yeah. not simple, but he makes it sound that way, doesn't he? Well, it's one of my favorite. Uh, I quote yeah, this all the time. Me too. Uh, I love this this rule, and it's a hundred percent right. But it also, you know, when you're talking about don't lose money, how when you're investing last year, how do you not lose money? Bond funds all lost money. Your stocks all lost money. So unless you're sitting on the sideline cash, you lost money. Now, his point, though, isn't that you don't lose money in a single year. It's that you don't take the losses in your investments as you structure them through. And, and part of this is just being, you know, Matt mentioned this earlier, is being independent, is being able to look at all the investments out there and make informed decisions on what you're trying, excuse me, what you're trying to achieve. And the truth is that you don't have to sacrifice growth when you're talking retirement. You can still get a decent growth vehicle as you end up structuring. You just might sacrifice liquidity or something, but, uh, you know, think of CDs. So you can still get some some better growth uh, and, and still uh, and, and still have that safety, still have that element involved. Now, when we're talking don't lose money, let's look at, uh, I don't know, two years ago. So we had COVID hit a couple of years ago, right? And COVID ended up throwing tons of money into the money supply. We had ridiculous amount of money thrown in there, mostly because the Fed didn't want to have a run on the stock market. So they said, hey, liquidity unlimited, buy whatever's going to be out there. Let's make sure that we have it structured. Now that threw into inflation problems when we have so much money out there. Compound that with we didn't have as many goods. We had China shutting down factories left and right. So we had less of um, less product. So too much money for too few a product. Now, 
this is ripe for interest rate increases. When that type of thing happens, the Fed's going to raise interest rates to try and curb inflation, to try and get the monetary supply back under control. And so back when we're talking 20, end of 2020 into 2021, the Fed was making very clear decisions saying we are going to be raising interest rates, we are going to be raising them fast and hard to control inflation. Now, you know, what happens to your bond funds when interest rates go up? They go down. Go down. Yeah. It's inverse, mm-hmm. inverse relationship. Yep. So here we are, the Fed, the people that control the interest rates saying we're going to raise interest rates. And what were advisors telling clients when they came to their bond funds? Just hold it. Just, just you know, ride, ride it out. It's going to be okay. Ride out the wave. No, this is objectively saying your bond fund is going to lose money. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no other option here. Yet a lot of advisors were still saying, oh, yeah, bond funds are great. You know, keep it in the bond funds and, and you know, you'll be good. No, especially when we're talking about CDs earning 5%. You've got a CD at 5% on the short term. We're talking like six-month CDs at 5%. Yeah, right, yeah. And you've mm-hmm. got bond funds that are losing money. Mm-hmm. So why not throw it into a short-term CD until bond funds start to recover? So when we're talking don't lose money, there's also some pretty clear no-brainer ways to not lose money. But then you go to, well, then why did financial advisors say to keep in the bond funds? It's because they make money on it. They make money off how much money you have in bond funds, how much money you have in stocks. Usually it's a percent management, right? How much you have, they get charged 1% on. And so they're not going to say, let's move it into CDs if they don't get paid on those CDs. Yeah. So it, it's wh- whose best interest wins at that point, right? And so that also goes into a side note we don't have time to talk to about this segment, but make sure you're talking to an hourly rate advisor that is independent like we are. So that way you can minimize those potential conflicts of interest. All right, final thoughts before we wrap up the segment, guys. Yeah, and the big thing here is making sure that you have a plan for those time horizons. So if you're trying not to lose money, then you need to make sure that you've got enough time to hold that money in the market for as long as you're going to need it. And that's what we specialize in is retirement only. We don't have 20-year-old clients. We don't have 30-year-old clients. All of our clients are specifically retirement or within 10 years of retirement because the game fundamentally changes at that point. So we sit down with clients and we go through five points of retirement planning, income planning, tax planning, insurance planning, estate planning, and investment planning. We do that all in that order because we need to know your goals before we can look at investments. And the result is a comprehensive plan that will be able to stabilize income, that you don't lose money on your short-term income, and able to create time horizons so you won't lose money on your stock income if you hold it in enough time frame. And so for the 10 callers, we always do this for our radio show who call in, we'll give a completely complimentary meeting with either Matt or myself, either in Bellevue or Mount Lake Terrace, or we can do it remote. We've learned how to do that pretty easily through COVID. (laughs) And we'll sit down and talk about what your situation is. Do you have a plan that's going to be able to structure consistency of income while also maintaining time horizons, focusing on growth? If not, we'll talk about what steps you can take. It will be completely independent on this conversation as to what's best for you. So when you call in, if you get sent to voicemail, leave a message. We'll call you back and we'll get you on the calendar. Get a hold of the folks at SoundPath Retirement Strategies, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. You deserve a more confident plan to retire, stress-free, peace of mind. Pick up the phone and do it now. One more time on the number before we go to break, 877-249-6900. What do you have up next for me, guys? Well, running out of money is every retiree's worst nightmare. Good news is when we get back, we'll outline some things you could do to help avoid that fate. And it's never too late to start. Welcome back to the show. The show is Sound Path to Retirement. 
I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, back with us to help you take charge of your money is Ben Colwell, Matt Lieberger, and they are fiduciaries. We talked about that uh, in the earlier segment, how important it is, the fact that they are obligated to have the best interests of their clients, like I said, completely independent, completely transparent when you come to work with Ben and Matt at SoundPath Retirement Strategies. Thank you for joining us. Saturday morning, 97.3 Cairo News Radio. All right, so we're going to get into our second segment here. It's time to face your fears, especially in a roller coaster economy. I got to ask you guys first, either of you guys like roller coasters or did earlier in your in your lives? or Because I can't do them anymore. No way. <laughs> yeah, of course, but... I'm yeah, a fan. It, it's it's tough now for me, man. So I took my kids a couple of years ago down to Disneyland. Sure. And so some of the rides are fine. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. The old Tower of yeah. Terror. It's now yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, which is which is much better. My kids had no concept of Tower of Terror or Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah. And so those rides are fine. But then we did the, it used to be, what was it, California Screaming or something? Yeah. So now it's the Incredible Coaster, Incredible Coaster. Right. Yeah. And it's got some loops and some twists. <laughs> and my wife and I, we did it once and we're like, Never oh, again. man. <laughs> oh, I... I I, I'm not. I'm not fit for this anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I couldn't do it even though I was young. And you know, forget about the teacups. Those that can't do those at all. Uh, yeah, those <laughs> are gross. Dizzy just thinking about it. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to talk about the roller coaster economy. All right. So now, before we start your investment journey and your retirement journey, uh, we need to learn about these common reasons why some folks run out of money. More importantly, learn what we can do to avoid that fate because we know that's everybody's biggest fear every retiree's biggest fear you know it's it's not death it's number two is death it's running out of money so um here's the first thing you probably don't want to do you take all your money out of stocks oh yeah and and this this is a gosh this is a retiree's knee-jerk reaction that's so common that i see especially not not just because you're entering into retirement and you start to get naturally more conservative in your thoughts but especially coming after you know 2022 uh with the major downturn uh, there is a tendency amongst people I sit down with that want to take everything out of stocks. Forget the stock market. I'm no longer going to deal with it. And, and and again, the fear is, well, if there's a major downturn and I lose 20, 30 percent of you know my life savings in one fail swoop, am I going to be around long enough to see it come back? And if I'm retired, I'm not contributing anymore. And if I'm just pulling money out like the, you know, the 4% rule, the four letter word that we don't talk about a lot and, you know, don't want to talk about in here, you know, that, that is a scary contemplation. And you're thinking, no, I should just be somewhere safe and get out of the stock market. The issue is um, that that is a swinging of the pendulum too far in one direction. Uh, the stock market has always been one of the greatest hedges of protection against long-term inflation, you know, that we've had over time. That's the key right there. Underline that over time, uh, the stock market always outpaces inflation, right? It averages really well. The key is time. So we got to create time horizons, be smart about it. But we always, always plan for leaving some money in the stock market because that's one of our hedges of protection against long term inflation. Yeah, yeah like that's interesting. The, yeah. The other one is in, you invest too much in stocks, right, guys? Yeah. Investing too much can be a, a problem. An interesting thing, Matt, going back to your point, is that I've had some clients that come to me and say, yeah, I missed the entirety of the 2008 crash. And so so I always have one follow-up question to that. I say, great for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you're able to avoid that downturn. When did you get back in the market? Yeah. Yeah. And and they'll look at me sheepishly and go, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, they didn't get back to the right. So this was, I had a conversation like this in 2021, 20, 
one, I believe it was. And they said, yeah, I missed the, the entirety of the 2008 crash. I said, okay, fantastic. You know, when did you get back in the market? I still haven't. They oh, still have it by wow. 2021. 2021. Yeah. 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 And I said, well, I was just so, so concerned. And then the political areas. And so I just mm -hmm. didn't, didn't jump back in. I go, you've missed so much. You were much better off by just staying in the market, taking that, de that, that decline yep. and then just compounding back up. You missed a, a lot. Yeah. And, and this is part of that fear that we talked about is fear of, of losing because of the stock market. So now that all being said, you don't want to have your income money in retirement focused in stocks. Yeah. And that's where you run into a lot of issues in terms of volatility on the income and mm -hmm. consistency of the income. When you're retired, especially at the beginning point, you want to do things. You want to travel. You want to experience things. You want to go see grandkids, uh, you know, family reunions, that type of thing. And so if you have too much money in stock market at that point and the markets go down like they did last year and bond funds all lost money, all of a sudden you're facing a year where you cannot draw as much income yep. as you did the previous year or else you're going to be running into problems down the road. Mm -hmm. and, and then inflation is 8% last year. So you had stock market down, you had bond funds lose money, you had everything get more expensive, mm -hmm. and you have to draw less income because of the how you have it allocated. So having too much in stock leads to too much volatility in the short term. Yeah, yep. it's, right. it's kind of swinging that pendulum too far in either direction, exactly. Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right, the show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. That's who I am. With me, uh, Ben Colville and Matt Leiber and the show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'll give you that phone number, 877-249-6900. Uh, Get that comprehensive plan, no cost or no obligation. Folks at uh, Sound Path Retirement Strategies are standing by. Okay, so uh, you take it all out of stocks, you put too much in stocks. Uh, here's a big one because we're living longer. You underestimate your life expectancy, guys. Yeah, that's that's a great one. And, and for that reason, you know, Ben's not sure when he's going to pass. So he does have his kids with Uncle Gary's number saved in their cell phone <laughs> exactly. so that they can go live with them, too. Yep. Oh, thanks yeah. a lot. I appreciate that. I got some bunk beds. He'll be fine. Oh, it's perfect. Terrific. Thank you. <laughs> no, un underestimating your life expectancy. Th this is huge. Uh, and it happens in a couple ways. Number one, just the sheer years that people think they're going to live. And two, the years they think they actually need money during that, that lifetime. When I sit down with people, um, I look at their plans and, uh, gosh, I, I, you know, they're going to look at life expectancy is what 85, at least if you reach the age of 65, if yeah. you reach 60, it's 85. Yeah. If you reach, reach 60. And so people just look and go, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I want to spend my money during that time. And I go, okay, that's great. On your 86th birthday, who are you going to go live with? If, yeah. we're, if we're talking about living with people, right? Uh, you really do need to plan for longevity. And the the longer we live and the longer we go, medical science keeps getting better. Exactly. Things, things happen. So um, Ben and I, we always plan people for up to age 100. Not because we think everyone's going to live that long, but better safe than sorry. So don't underestimate to where you're not looking forward to every birthday you have. Look forward to the long term. Right. All right. What else you guys have? How about this one? You spend you spend too much. Happens to a lot of us, unfortunately. Right. Well, here's the issue with the idea of spending. Uh, so I'll have some clients. It's usually, you know, it's 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 a spectrum. Um, some people fall on the one side of the category, some on the others. So I'll have some clients that come in here and they'll say, I need to spend $13,000 per month. That, that's what I need in retirement. And the plan shows that they can realistically spend eleven. And so then there has to be a conversation going, all right, we have to make these ends match. We need to figure out how to connect these pieces. 
And a lot of times clients don't know how much money they can even draw. They don't know what those assets can do. You know, if you if you manage your money through a pie chart, you know, you've got uh, stocks, international, domestic, you got some bonds, you got a combination of have a handful of things. When you look at your statement, your 401k statements every single month or every quarter, it doesn't tell you how much you can draw from it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some guesswork, the 4% rule, which is a bad word. And we could talk about why at a later time. Uh, but that's that's guessing, you know, saying you could draw 4% from your assets. It's a rule of thumb. It is not actually practical in most cases. And so we help first to figure out, okay, based on your assets and based on living to age 100 and including inflation and your other sources of income, how much can you reasonably expect to have per month in retirement? And then once we have that number, then we match to what your goals are. So if you're at 13 and you can only spend 11, we got to figure out a trade-off. We don't want to bleed. Now, the other side of this, I have just as many clients who will come in and say, I only need 11 and they can draw 13. That's a much better conversation. That's the other side of this where I say, okay, so who are you going to give all your millions to? Mm -hmm. If you're spending 11, you can draw 13. Who's it all going to? Well, I don't really care about giving the kids too much money. Well, that's what you're doing. You need to spend more. Mm -hmm. So there's a a balance here that needs to be struck, and it all comes through the planning side of things. Yeah, I like having that conversation a lot better when they have too much. It's a little easier. But it, it is a little easier, although interestingly, some people, I believe with the psychology of money, it's like they need to look down and see an exact dollar amount. Right. Because when they see too little, of course, they go, oh, that doesn't work. And I've had people, they see too much. They go, well, that's just that's just too much. And it almost makes it like they want to walk out and go away from the plan. Right. I go, well, if you want, I can give you a worse outlook yeah. to make you feel better. Like, congratulations, <laughs> smile. This is, you did this, a good job. this is a good thing. And and this is, you know, Ben talked about it earlier. This is what we do when we sit down with people. We're, we, we take you, we sit you down, we listen. We start with listening. Where are you at? What are your hopes? What are your fears? And, and, and where are you at financially? What have you invested in? And we take a real good solid look. And then we're going to sit down and, uh, and kind of map it out. Okay, well, here's where you are. But this is the question I always ask. So what? What now? Here's where you are. Where do we want to go? And let's map this out. We're going to look at how to properly rebalance your portfolio between risky and safe investments. How do you have too much in the stock market? Have you pulled everything out of the stock market? All these things that we were talking about so far this morning. We're going to help you avoid costly tax mistakes. We're going to help you maximize your social security planning and and so much more. So if you're listening and you want to come in and you want to sit down with Ben or myself, uh, we can do it in person or virtually. Give us a call. We always leave 10 spots open. I don't know how many are open uh, still this morning, but give us a call. If, If our people are on the other line, leave us a message. Someone will get right back to you. And uh, yeah, we look forward to sitting down and just beginning the process of looking. All right. Great advice, Matt. Here's that phone number, 877-249-6900. Very simple. Punch that number in right now. Get a hold of the folks at SoundPath Retirement Strategies, 877-249-6900. Our goal at the show here is help you make the best decision. Any questions about what we're talking about or how it may apply to your own situation, what are you waiting for? They're standing by at SoundPath Retirement Strategies. Pick up the phone. You deserve a more comprehensive plan for retirement. Stress-free, peace of mind, but nothing changes till you pick up the phone and punch those numbers in and get yourself all set up. Not only find out where you are, but where you need to be. 877-249-6900. All right. We are going to take a short break. Back with more of Ben and Matt and Sound Path to Retirement. In just a moment, what do you guys have up for me next? Coming up, we'll come through some examples, some client cases. Stick around. Welcome. 
welcome back to the show. This is Sound Path to Retirement. I am your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, here to help you take charge of your money. Back with us, Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger, with us on a Saturday morning, 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Having a great conversation today. We know that you folks listening, retirees or pre-retirees, hopefully you find the information uh, helpful. And what we like to, you know, say is our knowledge transfer for you today. So learn some things about retirement. Maybe you didn't know before the show started today. All right, so let's get started now. So I have to start out, I love it, with a disclaimer. You ready? Here we go, okay? (laughs) All these scenarios are completely hypothetical and by no means involve real people, names, or figures. They're solely being used for educational purposes only. It's kind of like, you know, you know, the names have been changed to protect the innocent, like the old dragnet, right? TV show. That's right. All right. So we're going to cover a few relatable hypothetical case studies about retirement. So let's dive in. All right. So I'll start and you guys can describe uh, what kind of person this is and investments that he has. Okay. We're going to start with hypothetical Mr. X, which sounds like a Bond villain. Anyway, he's worked as a marketing manager for decade, married, two grown kids, and his hobbies include golf and go to see as many Kraken games as possible each hockey season. So what can you tell me about Mr. X? What has he have saved and more? what else do we need to know about him? Sure. So this is, uh, well, not, uh, this is hypothetical. This is actually very close to a client that I saw a couple of years ago. Really? Okay, cool. Uh, so have saved just over 1.2 million, seven, uh, 67 years old, both of them. They're looking at retiring at 70. Well, she's retired. And so he's looking to retire at 70 annual salary, a hundred thousand dollars a year contribution rate of about 10%. And then they were expecting they were going to live about 20 years or so. Haven't drawn social security, low risk tolerance, uh, and haven't been working with the financial professional that's been doing it all themselves. So, uh, the client that I saw a couple years ago, a uh, similar situation, but one caveat. So he was 66, uh, and, and newly married. But he found out two months earlier that he had stage four cancer. Oh, boy. Wow. And that pushed him to say, well, I I guess I'm going to retire. So talking to him about it, he was terrified of retirement, Mm -hmm. terrified of what am I going to do with my time? How am I going to be able to live? What happens if the money's not there for me? So he continued to work. And then cancer came and we set up a plan. And mostly the plan was to make sure that he would be comfortable with retirement for his wife knowing that she was going to outlive him. Mm-hmm. And so 11 months later, he passed away. And uh, you know, the plan was still set up for, for his wife. And that's what I think of when I think of this type of a scenario. So we have a 67-year-old couple looking to retire at 70 with $1.2 million, and they make $100,000 a year. Essentially, you know, I've done this long enough where I can look at these numbers and they would have at least the same amount of income in retirement that he has working. They have saved enough and they're old enough to the point where they would have about $100,000 per, per year that they'd be able to, to spend. So the first question I ask in this type of a scenario is why? Why are you still working or? Why are you working? Yeah. yeah. And usually it's fear. Usually I'm, I'm, I'm scared. And so I'm going to keep working at 70 because I can draw social security at 70. Mm-hmm. Because, well, you can still do that and still retire right now. And so if the, if the numbers work, if the income works, retire. And that's going to be the, the main key. And so they're doing very, very well. Mm-hmm. And I would actually, I'd actually say that they've done too much. You know, we don't know how much health we have. Yeah. And once health goes away, nothing else matters. Yeah. So once that income level gets hit for retirement, whatever it is for you, retire. And that would be the advice I give to to these guys is let's structure it so it's consistent for income. 
Let's make sure everything's set up in place. And then let's get you out the door doing what you want to do. Well, and you mentioned earlier, Ben, in a previous segment, talking about investments in the market or whatever, fear and greed become a key thing. Yeah. Sometimes failing to retire and just working at a job can be one of those. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's greedy, just want more money, but often Mostly they're too fear. scared to retire. Yeah. Mostly mm-hmm. it's fear. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, you know, Ben, I know you don't like the 4% rule, but if you do just look at that quickly here, that's about $48,000 a year based on the $1.2 million plus Social Security. I could see easily how he could get really close to that 100000 a year, right? Well, yeah, and the net amount, and that's one thing that people don't think about right. a lot of times, too, is their annual salary is 100000 but they're saving 10%, so they're sure. only bringing in 90000 yeah, Right. And exactly. so, yeah, with Social Security on both of them, absolutely. They'd be able to retire even on a strategy that I don't personally believe in with the 4% rule. <laughs> I'm sorry, brother. Uh, by, the way, by the way, the show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. Want to thank you for joining us, spending part of your weekend with us here, Saturday morning, 97.3 Cairo News Radio. With me, Ben Koval and Matt Lieberger, I want to give you that phone number. Get on their calendar. Get yourself all set up by that comprehensive plan, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. Do it now. The folks at SoundPad Retirement Strategies are standing by. All right, Dr. Y. Now, he has a little bit of a different situation here. He's a physician. Now, he's worked hard over time to build his career. Divorced for nine years, has three children ranging from 18 to 32. What can you tell me about Dr. Y? Yeah, so uh, theoretical Dr. Y also has about 700000 total saved for retirement. Uh, currently is 61 years old and hopes to retire at 65. Annual salary is just shy of 250,000 a year. As of right now, he contributes 5% into his retirement and he estimates his duration of retirement to be about 25 years. He's expecting to live to be 90. Uh, he has not claimed social security yet, uh, of course, uh, he, for risk tolerance. He's, he's low to medium risk. And is he working with a financial advisor, a financial professional? No, he is not. So what do you think about uh, Dr. Y? I'm seeing some things that are a little troubling here for me. Uh, only contributing 5%, and he's got kids 18 to 32. How many of the, what, are they college age? Is he paying for college? So there's some red flags here, don't you guys think? There are. There's things that we would, from our very first meeting, would sit down and begin to discuss with, with Dr. Y. Uh, you, you hit one nail right on the head, Gary. It just it stands out. Uh, you know, might as well be in bold red letters here when someone's saying it should come out and just hit me in the forehead. And that's the contribution rate. And the reason I say that is looking at 700,000. I mean, compare that to the the last you know, hypothetical Dr. X we looked at, you know, they're only making a hundred thousand and got over 1.2 saved. This, you know, people try to get as close to their livelihood to keep their livelihood going, you know, you know, live a life of, you know, of semblance that they're used to. Uh, well, you're making $250,000 a year. That's going to be, that's going to be difficult to replicate when you save 700,000. And if you're contributing 5%, that's just over $12,000 a year. Now at this age, you want to get as close to, you know, matching your lifestyle as you can. So I would be maximizing that out. I mean, you're over 50, you can put up to $30,000 a year contributed into your, you know, um, your retirement plan. And, and I'd love to know what the match is too. Are you even maxing out the match? So I, I would be putting away as much as you can now to get closer for your retirement. Otherwise, we're going to have a come to Jesus moment at some point in our conversation. Think maybe 65 will not be your retirement well, age. And maybe it's not just about 65. So a lot of times this is a conversation of trade-offs. And mm-hmm. I've seen this very frequently where 700,000 is saved or, or whatever number is saved is not sure. enough for what retirement is. But you bought a house in Seattle 20 years ago. Sure. And so you've got... 
you know, over a million dollars worth of equity in the property. Mm-hmm. And so the trade-off there is maybe retirement you're to move. is moving. Yeah. yeah. You go somewhere less expensive and you use the proceeds of the investment being your primary residence as a means to support yourself. So that might be a, a trade-off they want to make as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we can find a way to prop up that 700K and perhaps get the person living in a place with a lower cost of living. Yeah. I mean, there are trade-offs, but the issue is it's not where this person, uh, there, there requires planning. On this person's part. Yeah. Right. Let's just say it's not just a walk in, in yeah. the roses if we haven't planned something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dr. Y, ditch the Mercedes or the Porsche and get the Toyota. That's a, a word to live by. <laughs> That's All right, generally have, correct yeah. and no matter where you are in life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. We've got a couple of minutes left. Let's uh, squeeze in one more. Uh, Mr. Z, construction landscape manager, focused on saving for retirement now more than ever. After putting his kids through school, getting divorced, he realized he was a set his retirement savings back over years. He understands he may need to work a few extra years to retire comfortably. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, Mr. Z. Yeah, so this example would be $200,000 saved up, 56 years old, looking to retire at full retirement age for 67, making about $80,000 a year, saving 10% per year, thinking they'll live till roughly 90, a little bit earlier than 90, not drawing Social Security, of course, too, too young, low risk tolerance, and not working with a financial professional. Now, this is a, a pretty common scenario that we see as well. And well, I'll give you an example of a client that I saw uh, it was about six months ago. Is So she went through a divorce early when she was in her, her 30s, late 30s, um, early 40s. And she was left with custody of the children. And she had no career of her own at the point of divorcing. So she had to create a career later, and she's still young, but a little bit later in life figure out how to support the kids. She paid for their college by herself mm. and is now sitting down you know, at, at 57, 58 going, this is the first time in my life I've been able to actually think about retirement. Yeah. So what what do I do? And, and that's what reminds me here of Mr. Z is being like, look, life life punches you sometimes. Mm-hmm. And now you're sitting here going, now, now I'm looking at it. Now I'm starting. What can we do? And again, this is all about trade-offs. First and foremost, a plan needs to be created no matter what scenario you're in. Talking about what is the stabilized income that we can expect through a plan and how do we create time horizons for our stock accounts to make sure we've got inflation protection, make sure that that's not going to cause um, income holes. Once we have the plan set up, we know where the pieces are on the board. We know what we're looking for here. And then we need to match with what your desire is. And that's where we talk trade-offs, things like, okay, can you save more? Can you live on less? Can you move at retirement? These types of decisions will end up fleshing out what the retirement would end up looking like and what it can be. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've, I always say, don't worry about where you are at the point that you come and talk to a financial professional because we'll meet you where you are. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just say, OK, this is what you got and this is what we need to do. And then we figure out what makes most amount of sense for you. So yeah. it's it's a collaborative environment. And this really comes from an independent financial advisor. If you're talking to an insurance salesman, then it doesn't matter what you say. They're going to say, all right, let's buy an annuity. If you're talking to a stock picker, they're going to say, okay, I I mean, none of that really matters. We're going to have you in these 30 stocks, Uh right? A financial advisor helps to plan what your retirement is going to look like and then matches the investments independently to achieve those goals. Now, if this sounds something that's appealing, 
to anybody listening right now, and you're not sure if you've actually gone through that process, shoot us a call. We will have a completely complimentary meeting with you, either remote or in person, and we'll walk you through what this process looks like. We'll give you, even in that first meeting, a good understanding of what's possible for you in retirement. Now, if you call in and the nines are busy, leave a message. We'll call you back. We'll get you on the calendar. But it always starts with this first step, an independent review of where are you at and what does retirement look like for you? All right. Well, I love this segment. A great, uh, great segment. I love the case studies. I thought that was really interesting to see exactly where people are, where they, they need to be. I think that was really uh, interesting. The phone number is 877-249-6900. Your chance to benefit from that c- customized, comprehensive, personal plan, personalized plan. Call right now. We still have a limited number of availabilities on our calendar this week. And remember, the consultation is offered at no cost or no obligation. Here's that number to get on the calendar and uh, speak to the folks at SoundPath Retirement Strategies, 877-249-6900. They're standing by, ready to talk to you. Get on Ben's calendar and Matt's calendar. You deserve a more comprehensive plan for retirement. Stress-free, peace of mind. All starts by picking up the phone and punching those numbers in. 877-249-6900. All right, we're going to take a short break. Be back with more of Ben and Matt and sound path to retirement in just a moment. What's up next, guys? When we come back, we tackle questions from our listeners. So stick around. Welcome back to the show. The show is Soundpath Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. Back with us to help you take charge of your money is Ben Koval and Matt Leiberger. They are both fiduciaries, which by law, they have to have the best interest of their clients. Very important distinction when you're looking for a financial advisor. And thank you for joining us, spending part of your weekend with us. Your Saturday morning, 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Uh, listeners, if only you could hear what happens during the breaks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they want to. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it, it, it is very entertaining, although we probably could not play part of it on the air. I don't think we'd be okay. Should we charge extra for that and let yeah, callers behind, the, yeah, behind should, the scenes? We should put that on a podcast. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> All right, there we go. All right, let's get to our questions that came in to us. All right, Scott in Everett. I plan to retire at 65 and should have about $2 million in retirement accounts as well as about 3500 in Social Security. I own my own home. It's currently worth around $850,000. Oh, 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 Ben, you're hanging on? Oh, hold on, Ben. Uh, does the 4% rule apply to me <laughs> if I don't want to leave anything? I love this. I don't want to leave anything behind after I die. I want to die with yeah. no money in the bank. I want that last check to bounce. Well, you know, not everybody's like that. But, Scott, hey, who am I to judge? Hey. Good for you. I think it's if you could plan that out perfectly and your last check bounces right at the point that, that you're done. Congratulations. Congrats. Ideal. Yeah, ideal. <laughs> ideal. Um, I, you know, I, I think that with 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 my folks, I don't leave anything. Enjoy life. And I hope the last check bounces <laughs> once you're gone. But uh, Scott, good question. Uh, sarcastically. Yeah, because Ben did cuddle up in the fetal position in the corner of the room when the 4% <laughs> rule question was asked just now. Uh, sarcastically, I want to say, uh, um, you know, does the 4% rule mean I don't have to leave anything behind when, when, when I die? I want to go, yeah, absolutely. The 4% rule can do one of two things, depending on how, well, a few factors. But it, it can mean you leave millions of dollars to your beneficiaries when you leave, and it can mean that you run out of money and you're broke you know, before you die. Uh, so if you're, if you're trying to roll the dice and possibly not have any money left, yeah. Uh, now that's sarcasm. Uh, the, the truth is we can set up a, an actual plan without the 4% rule. And we set up a plan that 
really maps out, this is what we talk about, well, we've talked about it all morning and every week, that really maps out, conservatively speaking, how much can you safely spend uh, for your life? And we do plan, if you look at our plans, it is, we plan till age 100, and we plan at 100, you don't have any money left. Now, obviously, we hope the market uh, outperforms our conservative plans. Yeah, very conservative. Yeah, very conservative on that. Um, and that's that's the point of, of proper planning. But all that to say is we plan it out and you could look and say, okay, this is what, now I know what I can live on safely and uh, and use my money throughout my life. So let's sit down, let's look on paper, let's see what you can do to, to spend all the money you can during your lifetime. All right. Good advice for Scott. Uh, Lee in Bellingham. For years, I heard that IRAs are tax deferred, but I make after-tax contributions. That is a personal IRA. I started myself about 20 years ago. Does this mean I'll be taxed again when I take distributions at retirement, or am I completely confused about this? It's a good question. Uh, first, there is some inefficiencies here that you're probably going to want to fix. So first, when you put money into a tax deferred vehicle like an IRA and you make after tax contributions means you didn't take the uh, you didn't take the deduction in the year that you contributed so you pay taxes on the money that went in all of the growth will be taxed as income when you draw it out the principal or the amount you put in will be returned to you without any tax taken out of it so it will not be taxed twice however if you're doing non-deductible IRA contributions you should be doing backdoor Roth conversions. Now, what that looks like is when you put money, let's say you put $6,000 into a non-deductible IRA. So you didn't pay taxes or you're not going to take it against your tax bill. So you're going to pay taxes on it. And then at the end of the year, the beginning of the next year, you take that $6,000 and you roll it into a Roth IRA. At that point, all of the growth is tax free, not tax deferred. So if you're doing this right now, there is likely no reason for you not to be rolling over future contributions into a Roth. So that way you don't have to even pay the tax on that side of it. Um, but uh, some of that will depend on your personal situation. So you know, talk to a financial advisor about it. I want to give you the phone number to get on the calendar. It is 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. Get the comprehensive plan put together for you. No cost or no obligation. The show is Sound Path Retirement. With Ben Koval and Matt Leiberger, I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. All right, Al in Seattle, a new listener enjoying the program. I understand this might sound like a dumb question, but once you retire, how do you take withdrawals? I don't think it's dumb at all because a lot of people are confused on, on how do you actually get a hold of your money. Yeah, it's not a dumb question, it, and it's uh, it's a little more in-depth than some people uh, actually think, and this kind of goes back to the puzzle pieces that you're talking about, Gary. Um it, the question is a little more in depth than 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 how it's asked, Al. So part of it has to do with um, how old are you, and is there certain places where you need to take some money out? And I'm talking required minimum distributions uh, from tax deferred, you know, retirement plans. Uh, it it also might have to do with um, where has your money been invested into based on your holistic retirement plan. So l- let me let me step back and say it this way: When Ben and I sit down and we map out a retirement distribution strategy for our clients, uh, we create multiple time horizons, 
And this is where we talk about puzzle pieces and not having it be as simple as some people think. We create multiple time horizons. We also create a very diversified asset allocation chart. So we're looking at all different types of investments. Some are safe and growth. Some are growth and liquid. Some are liquid safe. If you don't know what that means, call us and let's sit down and talk. Uh, then we also look at what monies are we going to use to invest in these different uh, you know, classes, right? We might have some tax-free money like Roth that, uh, you know, Ben was just talking about how to get some tax-free money in the last question. We might have tax-deferred money in 401ks or IRAs. We might have some funds in a brokerage account that are just, you know, that, that are open to long-term or short-term capital gains. So once we know what monies we've invested into which classes and into which time horizons, well, that sets up a timetable on how we withdraw and from where. And that also tells us our tax liabilities as we withdraw. So all that to say is Gary's right. There's a lot to this. So give us a call. Come sit down with us, Al. And let's actually create a strategy to where you know exactly how and from where you're taking your withdrawals and what the liabilities are for that. Yeah. And once you go, once it's all set and the plan is put together, uh, you make it to point where the withdrawals become automatic the money gets into their oh, checking yeah. account and i you could they can set it up monthly twice a month what do most of your clients do is it monthly withdrawals for most of your clients yeah, m mostly it's monthly and, and here's the great thing that people don't often think about if you haven't sat down with a holistic independent planner such as ben or myself is we make it easy for you when we create this plan you have someone on your side managing it i mean for us we create entire plans where our team because we understand where we're drawing money from and the tax liabilities, we're cutting quarterly checks to the IRS on your behalf. You're still filing your own taxes. Mm -hmm. I'm not a CPA, but we're doing that. We are then taking funds and depositing, direct depositing into your checking account. That's after tax, net spendable dollars. You simply go live your life yeah, and let us be your partner in life. Yeah. All right, Al, go see uh, Ben and Matt. Fran, Northgate, my birthday is September 28th. Well, almost happy birthday, Fran. Uh, okay. If I file for Social Security retirement, set up my retirement date to October 1st, when will I receive my first Social Security check? December? What do you think? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, Social Security pays in the month after that you, you first file. So if you filed in October 1st, then you'd get your first payment in November. And they're usually pretty good about timing of all of these things. You know, you hear these nightmares. And if you try to call Social Security Administration office, you might be on hold for, you know, three months. But... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I was going to say uh, three it, days, but yeah, three months. Okay, it, it, I got it. It's usually not too bad. But when it comes to actually filing, then it's the month after that you end up filing that right. you get your first check. Yeah. And of course, you can go on SSA.gov. We joke around about government websites from time to time. But actually, that's a very handy website. It tells you exactly, you know, you got to you gotta uh, set yourself up with a login and uh, it'll get all the information about how much money was withheld and how much you're going to get. All right, let's get to uh, Roy in Edmonds. I'm 64 next month, plan to retire in December of this year, my wife is 62. I'm a higher wage earner and plan on waiting till I'm 67 to collect my Social Security. My wife works part-time, roughly makes $27,000 a year. Can my wife start Social Security right away when she turns 62 and get the spousal benefits when I start taking Social Security at 67? The other question is, will my wife's Social Security benefits be reduced since she's still working a part-time job? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great question, Roy. And, and there's a few, you're smart to do that follow-up question at the end because there's a few moving pieces in here. Uh, first, yes, when it comes to the question of your wife being 62, you're going to wait on collecting your social security for you know another handful of years or you know, another few years at least. Can she start collecting now? And then once you retire, can she change over to spousal benefits? 
if that is, you know, 50% of your full retirement age, you know, social, social security, when you draw it, if that's more than what she's making, yeah, she could start now. And the key for any of our listeners, as long as the other spouse is not pulling social security, then yeah, the first one can uh, start theirs and then change the spousal benefits once you do start pulling social security. Uh, but the follow question is a great one. If she does pull at 62, remember that at full retirement age, let's just call that 67 for her. It could be anywhere from 66 to 67. At full retirement age, you can pull Social Security and keep working and make however much you want. It's fine. But prior to that, like if she pulls at 62, then there is a limit. So she's working part time. That's great. I think you listed about 27000 a year. Um, anything above, you know, if she's making more than 20, 21,000, um, then yeah, there is a slight penalty for every $2 above the threshold she makes. They will take one away from social security. Now you can get that back in the end, but it's just a little frustrating to deal with. So just sit down, map it out. And this is more that, uh, we can talk about, of course, uh, if you come see us. All right. Thanks to all our folks who, uh, sent the questions in today, guys, another minute or so left. Uh, let's uh, wrap up the show. Final thoughts. Yeah, I'll just say this has been a great conversation today uh, from all the segments, including the questions that have come in from our listeners. So, and, and Gary said it earlier, we've, we've talked about these puzzle pieces. Um, we always leave 10 spots open for our listeners to come sit down with us and let's dig through the puzzle pieces. All of the puzzle pieces of your financial puzzle really do need to fit together. So when we sit down, we're going to take a holistic approach. We're going to look at social security, your risk tolerance, um, tax planning, income planning, we'll deal with inflation and things like long term care insurance, we're gonna we're gonna map this out for a, for a very comprehensive, coherent, clear roadmap for the rest of your life. So if you're out there listening, give us a call, come sit down. If you call now, you're going to get a copy of Ben's book, the little book of big answers for retirement planning success and uh, get on our calendar. We can do uh, we our Bellevue office, Mount Lake Terrace, or even remote. And uh, we'll sit down and really just take a nice clear look. So Give us a call. We look forward to talking to you. All right. Excellent. Way to go, Matt. Great advice. First step, sit down with a financial coach. Sit down with Ben and Matt. Something we've been talking about resonates with you. You feel the need to get that second opinion or want to make sure your plan is really aligned with your goals. Very important risk tolerance we talk about. Just pick up the phone and hit those numbers. 877-249-6900. What are you waiting for? A complete comprehensive plan. No cost or no obligation. 877-249-6900. The folks at SoundPath Retirement Strategies are standing by. Get on Ben's calendar and Matt's calendar. Get yourself all set up with that plan, that comprehensive plan. Again, no cost or no obligation. All right, the show has flown right on by. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. We hope you found the information we presented helpful. Look forward to all of you being back next week. We'll have new topics and new questions right here on SoundPath through Retirement. Ben, Matt, I enjoyed it, and I look forward to talking to you guys again next week. Always Thanks, a pleasure, Gary. All content is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax or legal advice or provide the basis for any financial decisions, nor is it intended to be a projection of current or future performance or indication or future results. Opinions expressed are solely those of SoundPath Retirement Strategies and staff. The information discussed has been derived from sources believed to be reliable, but is not guaranteed as to accuracy and completeness and does not purport to be a complete analysis of the materials discussed. The information contained herein should in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell advisory services to any residents of the state other than the state of Washington or where otherwise legally permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires 
the review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and the possible loss of capital. SoundPath Retirement Strategies is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Advisory services offered through SoundPath Retirement Strategies, an investment advisor in the state of Washington.